guys and welcome back to sounds like a you problem today we're going to talk about your relationship with money because if you have an unhealthy one that is a you problem we need to heal and change our relationship with money if you feel like you never have enough money you're always living paycheck to paycheck you don't know how to get more money you always feel like you're broke you always feel like you're running out of money you always feel like anytime you do save up money it goes to something else we're going to talk about that today i read the book how to make money like a badass by i think jen shapiro maybe is her name you guys know how to be a badass, how to make money like a badass. It's a whole series. It's a bestseller, New York time. That changed so, so much. Um, I like to do journaling. I like to do scripting. I like to write down what I want because um, there's a 94% chance. I think you're 94% more likely to achieve something if you write it down, which is crazy or like 82 something. I don't know. Look it up. But the percentage is insane. Okay. If you just write it down, you're more likely to obtain it you're more likely to do it. You're more likely to achieve it. So write it down. Um, that's something I've been doing as a kid. Like since I was a kid, I would write down like my want lists, like things that I wanted. And somehow I'd always end up getting them. And, you know, both my parents were addicts. I literally never went school shopping ever. I like no one ever took me new school shopping, new school clothes shopping, like, you know, school supplies. I saved my birthday money and would take myself. But that is just an example of like, I came from, you know, the bare minimum, like we went to the food pantry. I, I still eat ramen noodles to this day because I, it's my comfort food and I like it. But um, I really had to realize that I had a fear around money. I had a fear around spending money. I had a fear around getting money. And the thing that you need to learn about money is that money wants to be told where to go. It is an energy exchange. When you get or receive money or you give away money, you are doing that to receive a product or a service. So they are spending their time and energy and then you spent time and energy to obtain that money and then you just transferred it to them. You see what I'm saying? So like if, if even if you don't believe in energy or like things of that nature, do know that even if you don't believe in that, that what I'm calling it being an energy exchange, it is. Like the bare minimum, the the basics of that is an exchange, right? And you spent time, energy, and effort to obtain that money. And then that person that you're paying, whether it's a retail worker or a massage therapist or whatever, is then spending their time and energy to get that money. It is a transfer. You're just transferring it. It just gets money is fake. Money money isn't real. Let's let's also say like money isn't real. <laughs> It's not real. It's all about energy. It's all about, you know, manifestation, which I know is an overused word. And I don't want to turn you off of this video if you don't believe in manifestation, because I still think you can really benefit from some of these things that I'm going to talk about, because it will open your eyes. And when this is something that changed my life. So not only did that book help me change my life, um, she talks about like mo monetizing everything that you can. I have so many streams of income that it's ridiculous. And I still like don't even make two to three hundred, uh, two to three thousand dollars a month. Like that is very, very baseline average pay. I own a business. Sometimes I sell my paintings. I do TikTok full time. That's monetized. YouTube isn't monetized yet, but I hope that it will be. This podcast is not monetized, but I hope that it will be. I also clean houses sometimes. I will detail cars sometimes. I will do weddings. I will get paid for photo shoots sometimes. I also will like sell art of different kinds that I make. Sometimes I will resell items in my house. Sometimes I will sell my clothes. Um, I have very, um, the Amazon influencer program. It's a very, very small percent, but there are things that I buy off Amazon. There are things that I swear by on Amazon. So it just made sense to make that an income. And 
that's everywhere I make money, I think. Uh, I used to do UGC work. I used to... I, I have people that want to work with me on TikTok all the time and I just don't take any of the brand deals because they're not reputable brands or it's like TikTok shop sellers and I'm, I'm not doing that. I'm just not doing that. I don't make money like on Instagram or Facebook or anything like that, but whatever. What I want to tell you is that monetizing and having multiple streams of income is the only thing that is going to like help make you feel stable and secure. And you guys know I've talked about my clothing line that I opened up and I didn't profit from and I ended up shutting it down and we'll eventually have a merch line. And that wasn't a failure. I looked at that as a way. I've also researched like Etsy POD. I've researched drop shipping, all of those things because I wanted, I have this desire, this burning fiery passion in my heart to know that it is actually easy to get money. Money is not hard to get and it's easy to earn money. And I talk to myself all the time. I tell myself affirmations all the time. I'm always listening to like different podcasts and things like that. And it's always like money comes to me easily. Money is easy to make. Money is always flowing to me. I will literally like blow cinnamon through my front door. Does it work? I don't know, but I don't wanna be the one that says that it doesn't when it does. And I wanna be the one to not be partaking in that ritual if it does work and I'm not doing it, you know what I mean? So I like anything that I can do, anything that I can think of that can help me out financially, I was trying, I was doing, I was diving into. And what it all comes down to ultimately is like your relationship with money. You have to have a healthy relationship with money. You probably have a bad relationship with money. And I'm not saying that because I know who you are. I'm saying because like the generation before us, like the people that are probably listening to this podcast, you always hear your parents say like, no, we have to pay bills. No, you can only get one. No, we can't afford that. No, you can't have that. No, we don't have enough money. No, I have to go to work to pay for that. And those create your beliefs. Your parents create your beliefs. It's the first thing that you hear. So if you don't put any work in to change those beliefs, those beliefs are still the same. So you might not have ever questioned or challenged your beliefs around money, but now that I'm bringing it up, you're like, huh, no, you're, you might be right, Daisy, actually. Um, that is kind of how I feel about money. Because if you feel like money is hard to get, it is going to always be hard to get. Um, to some extent, you create reality with what you think and what your perspective is. But if you think that it's easy and you think that what you're doing is easy to an extent, obviously, I still put a lot of work in building my business, building my clientele, and doing the work. But doing brows and lashes, is to me, isn't inherently hard anymore. Setting up my business was, but getting money and getting those clients, getting those bookings isn't hard. All I have to do is schedule a post on Facebook of pictures of my work and then people want to book with me and then I have money boom an exchange of energy and that's a small amount of energy in an exchange for whatever price I'm putting that at and it's just something that I feel like maybe I don't know it just sounds like floofy and like far-fetched and I don't want to come off as someone who's like trying to get you to believe in like law of attraction or manifestation because your beliefs are your beliefs and um and that's okay, you know, but when it comes to just having a general relationship with money, I do want you to question it. I want you to ask, like, do you feel those things? Do you feel bad things? Do you feel scary things? Do you feel negative things when you open up your bank account? Do you get nervous? Do you get, you know, like scared to look at those things or to spend money or swipe your debit card? Because if you do, the things I'm going to share with you that changed my relationship with money was one, that book. Number two was setting up a, a opening a bank account separate from my bank account and putting two to three months worth of rent in that bank account. I would have, I have two months worth of rent in a separate bank account completely. And so now when I swipe my normal debit card for everyday purchases, I don't get anxiety. I cannot tell you how grateful I get when I go to the grocery store because I can get, honestly, just about anything that I want. And I 
have never been able to do that. I don't want to get emotional, but there has never been a time in my life where it's like I just get to eat and have food. And like that's such a simple, basic necessity to be able to like have my pick of the greatest fruit of all these fruits, of all this food, of all this... Honestly, I get emotional, I get choked up because I am so, so grateful that I can get pretty much whatever I need or want from the grocery store and I don't have to worry about it. And I never have anxiety when I swipe my card buying food. Never. And that's something that through this work I have healed. So if you... It's so close to my heart because if you feel that way or you're struggling, I don't want you to feel that way. I don't want you to struggle. And I know that sometimes it can just be like, like, dude, I work my ass off. I don't know what else you want from me. Like the money that I have is the money that I have. Like whatever. I get it because that's where my mind was. But when I changed my mindset, when I opened that second bank account, when I stopped buying frivolous, fun things for myself for just a short period of time in order to build up two months worth of rent to be able to open that bank account and put it in there and know like no matter what happens for two months, I'm good. I could not get a single booking all month. For two months, I'll still be good. I could have another emergency surgery like I did last October and I wouldn't have to get out of the hospital the day of and stand up and do makeup because I'm good and like if TikTok fails I'm still on YouTube so I'm good even though my YouTube isn't monetized yet you know what I'm saying I'm I'm like putting in the work and I'm getting really close to being monetized on YouTube which is really exciting and I appreciate all of you whether you're listening to this on Spotify please give me a five-star rating or you're watching and listening on YouTube it means the world to me I do post other content on YouTube and lots of shorts um, but I just have exponentially grown but the thing is I didn't I wasn't posting on YouTube so how is it gonna grow on YouTube and how is it gonna get monetized if I wasn't growing and they've changed the you know the requirements a lot over the years and back before when I was doing YouTube, um, I was really, really close to meeting the threshold when they changed it. And I was very frustrated and I kind of gave up. I kind of just like checked out and then my camera broke and I wasn't back for like years. And when I was on here before, you can see I was covering like true crime content and then just like also vlogging random stuff, like going to Six Flags with my brother and things like that. And also like some makeup tutorials. Now I'm like doing lifestyle, motivation, and makeup. And I have like a clear set idea of what I want to share, what I want to do on YouTube. And because of that, and because of me posting consistently all of the time, just for one month straight, like my growth has been exponential. Anyway, you need effort. You need hard work. I agree. There are only so many hours in the day. But changing my relationship with money, okay? I... That book, there are so many questions in that book that she asks you that changed my mindset and made me realize how awful my relationship with money actually was. I didn't know it until then and I still have the journal where I answered all the questions and I read them and and it makes me a little bit bittersweet. It's like sappy. And in one of the journal prompts that she asks you to do is she asks you to write a love letter to money. And basically, you're going to look at your relationship with money as if it were a romantic. Excuse me. You're going to look at your relationship with money as if it were a romantic relationship, okay? And how you would apologize to that significant person or object being money, how would you would apologize for treating them over the years and viewing them and how you perceived it over the years and what you're going to do to change that. And 
my anxiety every time I would check my bank account, every time I would budget, every time I would look at each little cent and penny would just be like through the roof. It would just, it would make it to where I didn't even want to look. So then I didn't even want to spend money. So then I just felt like I never had money to spend and it was just frustrating. But money wants to be told where to go. Money and more energy and more of those resources are not going to come to you if you don't have a place to put them. And if your place or you think that your place to put it is always going to be your car, guess what? It's always going to be your car. So don't let it be that. Start with saving money and hoping that you get a bonus at work or more income or you have a little side hustle that does really well this this month. I'm like don't don't put pressure on where the money is going to come from. Just have the true belief that for some reason you're going to make more this month than you normally do. And make a promise to yourself and to that money that what you're going to do with that money when it comes in is open a second bank account and put that money in that bank account for safekeeping because then you have a nest egg. Then you have a little bit of backup. Then you have a little like <sighs> breathe room for every single time you open this other bank account and you swipe this other debit card because you know, you know, you know that you're safe. If something really detrimental does happen, you know that you're safe. So first you need to make yourself safe. And that money, again, we're going to promise it. It goes either to rent and living situations or like something really drastic that happens that you need. So like if your washer and dryer went out, then you could reach into that or, you know, your car breaks down then you could reach into that if you can't cover whatever expense it is with the your monthly budget already. And so by telling this money where it's going as soon as it comes in or before it comes in, it will continue to come in. I don't know why. I don't know how. You guys can think I'm crazy if I want. If you want, <laughs> that sounded crazy. I promise, do it and it works. I did this with the bank account like two months ago. And let me tell you, it was like a little bit of a pain in the ass to, to get up and go and go into the bank and find the time to do it and open this other bank account. But I did it and it was worth it. And it didn't take that much time and everyone was nice to me. And it was a much simpler process than I thought it was. I was making it out to be this big old thing in my head that I thought was just going to be like, Bleh. I didn't want to do it. It's worth it. It's worth it. Okay. So because of that change just a few months ago, which when I tell you I read this book like two years ago, I've been working on my relationship with money for a very, very long time. And when I was an alcoholic, I never had money. Never, ever, ever, ever. And I only had one stream of income. Actually, I had a couple. I was like selling my art, doing DoorDash, and working a fast food job. And I had a lot of legal fees. Somehow I paid them though. It worked. I paid them. But guess what? That money that was coming in, I knew where it was going. I already had a set idea for where that money was going and one of the ways that I am also implementing that so now that I have that little nest egg another place that money is going is Jordan bought us tickets to go see Blink-182 so he fronted the money and I owe him the rest but it's Christmas so I didn't want to like just cough up the money right away just so that way I had enough money to kind of you know use and utilize for Christmas sometimes you need a little bit of extra for the holidays whatever it may be whether it's travel or your food or gifts you know you never know some you know you know how December is oh my gosh you know how December is so now I already have the cash that I need in order to pay Jordan back for that ticket. I haven't given it to him yet. It is put away in safekeeping because that helps me feel a little bit more secure, but that's something I still need to work on. Like I could pay Jordan off and I would still be fine. But just having that money 
makes me feel good because it's in cash and it's in my house so that I know I have a little bit of leeway, a little bit of extra, and I always do that. And so today I had a client actually who paid me in cash and that cash immediately went into a different little savings thing because we just got confirmation that Jordan's parents are hosting the annual family reunion this year. Everyone a different, every year a different sibling hosts and his parents are hosting this year, which means we have to fly out there and tickets are very expensive. So guess what? That cash went straight into saving. And this was a client that literally booked last night that I had no idea was coming today. Like I had no idea was coming. So that money I didn't know was coming, but I told myself, okay, um, I'm going to start saving up for that plane ticket. So when the time comes, I'm not like, Oh, I'm going to drop $600 on a plane ticket, like round trip to fly out there. No, I'm going to work on it. Yeah. Do I have like seven months to get there? Yeah, but I already know that things are coming up that I'm going to need money for. So I'm setting a tone. I'm setting a um, um, I'm setting a place, right? I'm giving this money permission to come to me because when it comes to me, I know exactly where it's going and why I need it and how I'm going to be utilizing it. So then it will come to me. And another way to do that is like, like I would always stress, I'd be like, oh, I can't buy this, but I'm just going to buy it anyway. Um, somehow, some way my whole life, you guys, my bills have been paid. Given I do have self-discipline, but there are times I have made pretty sketchy, not the best financial decisions. When I bought this camera to film YouTube, I was working two jobs and it was just a couple months ago. I ended up quitting that job and I quit that job because I bought this camera and then I did that savings account and I was like, no, no, money comes to me easily. I don't have to work this many jobs. I don't have to work this hard at something that I don't love to do to be able to earn and obtain money. And you know what happened as soon as I quit that job? My freaking YouTube took off, guys. Like it is, I have videos that are hitting the thousands. I've never ever had that happen before. I've had two videos do that now. I'm having more time for this podcast, more time for what I'm passionate about. And that all that money came in. I'm having extra bookings. People who haven't booked with me in months. My point is you need to heal your relationship with money. And the ways that you can do that is by investigating how you feel about money, how you feel about opening your bank account. Do you have a nest egg? Do you have a savings? Do you have a means to do that? Do you have enough self-discipline? Like, do you not have any way to do that? Or are you actually just like, no, I have to get this or I can't. I also like still seriously, like I coupon on Walgreens. I coupon at my local grocery store and save up all that money and use it around the holidays. I do the same with my Walgreens cash. I do the same with Fetch, which is a great, I'm actually going to put, I'll put my link down below because I use that scan your receipts for things that you already buy, do it all year long. And then you can, um, exchange it for things like Amazon, Ulta, uh, different gift cards. You can do Visa cash cards, like whatever you want to do. Some, some different brands have better deals and things like that, but it's completely free. All you do is scan the receipts of the stuff that you were already buying and then you get money back. And I love to do that during Christmas time because, um, the only people, uh, in my life that buy me presents are my sister and my boyfriend. So my brother does too. I like um, to also buy myself Christmas presents because I didn't really get Christmases growing up. And that's just one of the things that I like to do that make me feel good for myself. And I like to, you know, give myself presents, whatever. That's fine. I don't have to explain that. I get myself Christmas presents. Do you? Let me know in the comments if you get yourself Christmas presents because I would like to know. I do do that. And that helps me feel like it takes a little bit of the burden off of Christmas and like of this stressful money spending time. I feel like it is so like financially fueled and finances are like the root of all evil, right? We talk about how money is evil and you hear that all the time. Money is not evil. People are. Okay, people don't change their relationship or the way that they view money. And then sometimes the luck of the draw, they get the money. 
you know, whether they're wealthy or something actually worked out for them or whatever it may be. And you don't have to be a good person to receive a lot of money, unfortunately. But you do have to understand that money isn't actually hard to get. Do you know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? You have to heal how you view money and how you view that energy exchange ultimately. And if you do nothing or you think that I'm crazy and you've listened to all of this episode, thank you. First of all, leave me a five-star rating if you think I'm crazy. Um, But secondly, if you have listened to all of this, the only thing that I'm asking that you do is just question your relationship with money and maybe put a nest egg up for yourself because that, especially if you're younger, that is advice that I wish I would have taken at 19 and I didn't. And I could be so much further now than I am if I would have just done that. So Pay attention to things like that because it really is important when people say things like that and in more ways than one. It's not just for an emergency fund. Like things really, really do happen, but it will give you a sense of security and peace in your life that is irreplicable. Like no one can give that to you except yourself. And I'm telling you, it is just the greatest feeling. Only person who can provide the most amount of peace for yourself is you. So do that for yourself if not for anyone or anything else. It really has healed me in so many ways and made me feel so safe and secure like I feel like I can buy any medicine that I need when I'm sick I feel like I can actually make a doctor's appointment if I need to go and I'm unhealthy like I feel like all of these things that were unobtainable and that I suffered through as a child and as a kid and all my beliefs before with money have been challenged and I have proven to myself now that it's not true and that I don't have to live in that dark hard desperate despairing like light. You know what I'm saying? I don't have to live there. And I I did it all on my own. And I really do atone, uh, um, give a lot of the credit to healing my relationship with money. So read How to Make Money Like a Badass. I didn't follow every single step in there, but it did ask a lot of really good questions. Um, Try to do some shadow work if you have the time and you're wanting to grow and wanting to heal your relationship with money and really question it. Write some things down. And if you ever have the opportunity to write down your goals and what you want to achieve or what you might want to own or have, write it down. Statistically, you're more likely to receive it if you write it down. Changing your mindset is everything. If you guys haven't listened to that video, go check it out. And if you're feeling a little like unmotivated this holiday season, I also will link a video right here on motivation, how I stay motivated and really easy ways to get motivated in your life, I promise. It's not anything like you've ever heard before. I love you guys all so much. If you just leave me one little Christmas present, give me a five-star rating review on Spotify, please. Please, guys, pretty please. Merry Christmas, happy holidays. Hope you have a great rest of your day, whatever you're doing, and I will see you in the next episode of Sounds Like a You Problem podcast. Bye.